folks. Welcome to the Creative Language Learning Podcast with Kirsten Amers. Hello world. Happy New Year. We are in 2014 and I have got the absolute pleasure to welcome you to the first um, episode of the Creative Language Learning Podcast. Now I've got some um, housekeeping announcements to share with you here. The first one of which is that we have had some listener feedback. Yay! Someone actually wrote me an email about this podcast. I'm so pleased. Um, this email came from Omar in Tunisia. And thank you so much for writing in. And he says, I listened to your interview with Peter and I enjoyed it so much. Next year I will finish my computer science engineering studies and I don't want to become an engineer and I hope that I will find an answer in your podcast about which kind of job I can do using the languages I speak. And Omar speaks French, Arabic, English and Hungarian. So Omar, from me to you, first of all, thank you for the positive feedback. It's so encouraging. And like I already wrote to you in an email, I think there's plenty that you can do with your languages. There's so many career paths out there. And I think there's actually a gap out there in information about jobs that you can do with different languages and the value that linguistic skills and language skills will add to you as a candidate for various jobs in international environments, in exports, in travel, in the tourism industry, in, like we discussed last week with Peter, last week, last month more like, um, the fi finance industry, the banking industry, um, and also in fashion. So there's plenty out there um, and that's without even mentioning translation, interpreting, and what the guests I will speak to later today are engaging in, which is language teaching. Uh, teaching definitely something that's in the heart of every human being, but not that's not the only career option out there, so don't get mistaken there. Omar has got a blog that I would really like to read out, so you can go and check out what he writes about, and I think it's really cool. It is Blogging to Discover. That's blogging to discover, all one word, dot wordpress.com. And finally, he says, you're doing a great job and I wish you good luck for your next podcast. So thank you very much. That was the first lot of listener feedback. I'm so pleased. Right, moving on to today's guest. We have got a very interesting person. His name's Jason Levine, um, better known as FluencyMC. Jace is a curriculum developer. He works with teachers. He helps people develop new ways of learning English. He has so much knowledge about language learning, how language learning works. But he also is a rapper. He is, I cannot say this, not in a comedy voice. I don't know why, but Jace has got a big love of hip hop and he is involved in making songs that help learners around the world engage with English language and use it properly. So Jason Levine, the fluency MC, is who we're going to be talking to today. Um, we are going to cover um, some of information about Colos, which is what his language learning songs and his system is based on and uh, his background when I asked him why he even focuses on rap music. We'll talk about Facebook and Jason is also going to improvise freestyle um, a little bit of one of his raps for me. So he actually um, halfway through the podcast just spontaneously broke into song um, and really went through his song Get Alive. So that's 
awesome. Uh, I'm so impressed with that. And that's what you can listen to during this podcast. And what remains for me to say is I hope that you enjoy the episode. I'm sorry about all the ums that I'm putting in here. My microphone skills will improve with every single time that I do work on this podcast. And you, you can expect monthly episodes. So for episode two of the Creative Language Learning Podcast, I present to you uh, Jason Levine, Fluency MC. My name is Jason. What's your name? My name is Jason. What's your name? Is it Princess Diana? No, it isn't. How about Elmo? It's not. Is it George Bush? Are you serious? Then what's your name? Well, let's see. Uh, my name, my full name is Jason R. Levine, and most people call me Jace for short. And I use the name Fluency MC for the songs uh, and videos of those songs and other types of videos that I create uh, for English language learners and English language teachers primarily, although I also have materials I make uh, for different subjects, some of which are used, taught by English language teachers, but not necessarily. So I have stuff for math, science, social studies, um, and test preparation, sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know, did you rap about math? I'm sorry? You rap about maths. (laughs) Yeah, I have maths. Oh, my (laughs) God. Although over here, well, I'm in Paris right now, but over there, where I'm from, it's math without the S. But I like the way you do it better, the the traditional way. Uh, Math. Yeah, we we just call it math. (laughs) But, um, yeah, yeah. And um, you asked, uh, what's my connection to to language learning? I've been teaching English uh, as a second language, foreign language, uh, both, actually, because in the States – uh, where where I'm based, uh, I've, I've taught groups of, of immigrants, you know, kids, uh, all the way to adults who are living in the States and definitely much more of a second language situation for, for them. Uh, but also I've taught uh, a bunch of schools, mainly in the New York City area, uh, which are schools for students from abroad uh, who come, many of whom are studying for uh, TOEFL. I've done a lot of TOEFL teaching. I used to have my own TOEFL program. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, so I, I from there, uh, I developed materials, curriculum for other people and then for my own school. And then uh, when, when my partner and I closed the school, we, um, I, I started looking into ways to uh, promote my materials and reach, reach an audience uh, outside of a physical school, which, you know, the timing, timing was good because online teaching and learning was starting to, to happen. And, um, yeah, so putting, putting my stuff out, um, especially, especially the songs, I focus mainly – I do different things, but almost uh, all my energies these days are focused on the songs I make to teach grammar and vocabulary, um, pronunciation, really all skills, all, all areas of English language learning. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's interesting because I think the songs is probably what – you stand out the most for like I still haven't found like the last time we actually talked to each other is about three or four months ago right um and I have got some blog articles about you and had a really good interview before where we got all nerdy about um linguistics and yeah collocations colos yeah Um, we got we got our hands dirty yeah and I oh this it for me I I'm such a nerd but (laughs) it it was really good to learn learn about that so that's uh 
collocations, in case people want to look it up, um, which Jace taught me about, are the words in a language naturally go together um, and the expressions that sort of keep coming up naturally again and again. And the way that you structure your songs is you basically bring in a lot of these colors and mm -hmm. you try and make it, you, tr you repeat it a lot um, and you try and make it, bring it in with rhythm and try and make it sticky for people. Yeah, I, I, wow, you said it better than I think I ever would have or have before, so thank you. Yeah, it's funny that I mentioned the materials I make and what I do without mentioning collocations. I guess, in a way, I'm, I may maybe starting to take it for granted a little bit, which is okay as long as other people do know about it. So that's that's great. The way you explained it is, is, is right on point. Um, yeah, I mean, if you look at how we learn uh, really anything, uh, we you, you see... That there, there needs to be some uh, some base some some foundation of knowledge. Uh, so, for example, if you look at math, to be able to do anything more to to apply knowledge, you have to have knowledge, obviously. But to do anything, you know, further than that, even you know, up. If you look at Bloom's taxonomy, for example, you uh -huh. look at higher order learning and critical thinking and all this this great stuff that we can do. Um, you need to have uh, that base. So, back to the math example, uh, without the multiplication table you can't move into areas of really, you know, practical math problems and applying it to daily life. Uh, if you have to stop and, you know, think and add numbers to get the multiplication product, as opposed to automatically uh, knowing, you know, eight times seven is 56. So, mm. you know, my argument would be eight times seven is 56 is a collocation because once, once you understand that eight sets of seven is 56, seven sets of eight is 56, you know, it's no good teaching, you know, I could teach a three-year-old to repeat eight times seven is 56, but they don't know what it means. That That's obviously, you know, totally irrelevant to what we're talking about. But once you know what it means and how it works, to stop and calculate it means you won't be fluent. And if you say, oh, eight times seven is 54, then you're not accurate. So you can, you can, this is the same with language learning or really any kind of learning. That's um, really interesting. I remember, and this is, um, oh, this is so stupid, but I remember when I was in sort of, what in America you might call second grade. Mm -hmm. So when I was eight years old in in the second year of school and we did all the times tables in maths, which right. you sort of learn. Even today, I can't if I if I start doing times tables in my head, you know, I'm trying to work out something, some maths in my head, which usually makes my head explode anyway. <laughs> I remember this stuff. I go I never go into German normally. I'm very I'm very fluent in English and I don't code switch a lot, which means I don't you know, I don't switch between German and English when I talk here in England. Right. But when I do the times tables, because I'm remembering something that I learned as a kid when I didn't speak English and it was all in German, I automatically mm -hmm. go acht mal sieben, sechsundfünfzig, acht mal acht ist sechsundsechzig. Sure. And I just I run the times table in German because that's the only way I remember it. So it's <laughs> interesting because it's exactly what you're saying. It's that snippet that you just remember and it's just like the rhythm almost goes around in your head. That's it. That's it. That's it. And then, you know, then you, then you can focus, your brain can focus on doing really cool stuff because you're not sitting there trying to figure out, you know, or like in language, you're not translating, you know, if, if the, the student who's thinking, okay, eight times seven is eight plus eight plus eight is to me the same type. It's the same type of situation where students like, okay, drink, is it drunk, drank or drunk, drunk? you know, it's, it's the same idea. You know, so the thing that's yeah. different, the thing that's different, which is really interesting, um, is that, you know, 
with language, we can say, oh, yeah, you need immersion. You need you need to have it all around you. Well, the same thing with the multiplication table, except we don't walk around hearing the multiplication table. You don't go down the street and someone's like nine times six is 54. Oh, seven times nine is 63. So it's, that doesn't happen. But it, with language, it does. Right. I mean, if you're around, if you hear enough uh, irregular verbs in different forms, in different contexts, then you don't need to study them. But because that you can get enough exposure to input, there's no such thing as, as natural exposure to enough input of the multiplication table. No, absolutely. Oh. Uh, which, which is why people don't have a problem saying, let's make songs and memorize and all this stuff. But then when we get to language, second language, you see less of this idea, which is preposterous when you consider how little input naturally uh, learners are getting. It's, for a lot of them, it's almost like the multiplication table because they're just not going to hear it or see it enough. Oh, that's interesting. Do you think it's because a lot of people come to languages at a stage in life where you just don't sing stuff to yourself anymore because you're an adult? Like, no one, well, le no one learns driving by going clutch and brake, well, clutch and brake, and then I think that's definitely part of it. I think it's definitely part of it. I think there's even something more fundamental, which is that there's this idea that if you study it, you will learn it. And, you know, if you study something like the multiplication table as opposed to really repeating it and getting enough exposure to it, um, you're probably not going to learn it. So, you know, there, there ha it has to be this repetition that, that, you know, so that basically, so that input collocates. So, you know, if, if I mm -hmm. say to you, you know, um, let's go blank, blank store. It's like, let's go to the store. It's not, let's go store. It's listen to music, not listen to music. The only way it's not about studying that as much as how often you hear and you see that. So songs are a way to do that. If some, you know, a student who loves flashcards and repeats them enough or, or, or watches enough television, uh, it's going to be the same result. So it's not that, you know, songs are the only way to do this. Um, but I think what has to, what has to be understood, it's such a basic thing we all know is that without enough repetitive input, uh, and then repetitive production practice, it's just not going to happen. It doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't matter how young or old you are, how much you study. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a, that's, that's a core like message of language learning, isn't it? It's just, you've got to repeat things. You've got to repeat things. And there's another, there's another issue. Like, because I mostly work with adults, I really see this, that people scold themselves. People think, people think, oh, I learned this already. So I must know it now. Yeah. It's never the way I keep telling them. I read this somewhere, somewhere, maybe scientific, maybe not scientific, I can't remember, but I'm just going to, you know, I proclaim it like it's science, that a good student, someone who's really bright and fast, or, you know, who really takes to the subject, still needs to repeat things about eight times before they go in. And in a, in a student who, you know, who might not quite take as easily to the material, you've got to repeat stuff 40, 50 times yeah. before yeah. it really goes in. And that's, that's normal. And adults don't see that. So mm. my next question to you was going to be, it's almost, it's almost obvious now, but it'd be, it'd be cool to hear about, like, why are you focusing on rap music? In okay. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to, I love, that's, you know, one of my favorite questions. So I'm glad, I'm glad to answer that. But I'm just going <laughs> to, uh, uh, before I answer that, just connect a little bit what you just said about just about repetition in general and then music and then rap. So uh -huh. what, what I like to talk about uh, with adults is, you know, when kids, when, when kids are learning their first language, um, you know, they ask for repetition. You know, it's an instinct, just like, you know, wanting food or, you know, a bird learning to fly or whatever. It's just, it's just in us. Kids will say, you know, read the story again. 17 times, you know, oh, play yeah. the same song again, 34 times. Um, and, you know, they're not, they're doing that because there's no other way to get 
to get language without that kind of repetition. So adults don't do that. Adults have that kind of like, okay, like you just said, and that's what made me think of this. Like I, I learned that already, you know, and that that's fine for, you know, kind of, uh, you know, sort of declarative knowledge of something like I, I, I know how to, you know, I know this, but it, for language, it doesn't work like that. So it's, it's not any different for adults. Adults, no, you're trying to build a habit, aren't you? Adults need the same input repetition. It's just that when kids do it, it's like, oh, well, kids are better at it because they're younger and their brain is more this partly, but oh, it's, because it's more, I hate that one. It's more appropriate. It's, the environment is better for, you know, um, for repetition and repetitive input to happen. So, if adults get that kind of repetitive input and they're not stressed and they're into it, and that, that brings us to something else, and I'll connect this with music, which is, you know, it's all, it's, it's fine. You know, kids, kids enjoy, they're, they're programmed to enjoy that kind of repetition. They're getting so much out of each reading and each listening. Well, adults, the solution is not to read the same thing 30 times, if that, unless that's going to be as engaging as it is for a kid. Uh, so there, this is what's really different, is, you know, what, what can... Uh, adults do or you know adolescents adults anyone who's not naturally I mean sort of the key is would you naturally want to read it again would you naturally want to repeat it again mm. uh, you know if if you're an adult and you like a story in you know I know you teach German so let's say I'm learning German and there's a story that's you know comprehensible input in German and I'm interested in it and I find I like to read it 20 times I think that's very rare but if I did I would be getting so much you know, so much structure and vocabulary that would just naturally I'd acquire it through the repetition. Uh, but if I thought I had to read that same book 30 times, then you're going to get into being bored, being stressed, you know, you lose motivation. Uh, songs, we naturally want to repeat. You don't listen to a song, you like it and say, okay, I'll listen to it two more times and I'm finished with it. Um, you know, it's very different from, you know, a short story. No, know? absolutely. It, oh, that's, such a, that's such a good point as well. And it's, it's so true that the you know, there's the whole thing about comprehensible input and, you know, you, you should surround yourself with things that you understand. But if, mm. it's, if you get bored of it and just move on, you don't get the most out of what you can do. Like sometimes yeah. my students will, will be very excited about, um, you know, a new book that's out there or a new product. And every now and then I will say to them, you know, just slow down, go back <laughs> over the stuff that you've already looked at because... I mean, I'm like that too. I have an attention span of about 45 seconds, which is, <laughs> it's, it's internet, isn't it? It's, you know, there's so much around. So to, to find something sticky that you actually want to repeat, right? that's massive. It is, it is. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's about figuring out what that is. And with music, I mean, music is not, you know, you don't really find people that say, I don't like music. So with music, you've already got, and you don't find people that say, I, you know, I like music, but I don't like to repeat songs I like. You know, these, it just doesn't really ever happen. So what, what does happen is people like different types of music. Uh, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, and both the type of music and, and the message, the lyrics and everything else. Uh, so, I, you know, I focus on hip hop music. But the thing about hip hop is that, you know, in this in this day and age with hip hop, it's, it's just it's permeated so much of popular music that, you know, I can do. You know, I did a reggae song with someone. I can do R&B. I can do rock stuff. And it, and it blends with the basic, you know, hip hop rhythm. So, um, you know, it's – I'm also in, in the future uh, – I've always been, but I just haven't done it yet – planning on teaming up with more musicians, more singers, you know, different styles, different rhythms and so forth. But the other thing about hip hop is that for the, the group that I'm most interested in, which is like the kids who stop wanting to repeat books and songs, you know, who are growing up, adolescents – 
um, that's that's especially inter- on the international level. That's the type of music um, that reaches the most people for sure. Plus, it's just my background. I mean, I used to DJ hip hop. I was at a radio station, so you know, it wasn't something contrived. It was something that I was already doing. Yeah. Do um, you feel um, do you feel like some sort of need to be taken seriously as a musician, or do you approach it as a teacher? Because I'm thinking, if I'm thinking hip hop, it's sort of you know, to me, it's like I don't know. Run DMC or mm-hmm. you know it's it's big That's big artists or, or even Jay Z. So people who really yeah. they have that same thing where they play with language and it's so cool to listen to it. It's so fun um, and there's some really good German hip hop groups that do the same thing. Right. But there is also they really express themselves. And do you ever feel sort of stifled by having to having to speak simple English? <laughs> That's, a good, That's a good question. Um, I have along the way, but I've, I make a lot of advanced songs because they're they're very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that stuff is you know I'm free. To, I mean the the to to really get into playing with language more and rhyme and, and rhythm. And the other thing is I, I write a lot of songs that are not for teaching, just on my own. That maybe I'll do something with at some point. So I definitely get that that. Um, I have I have a that channel of of being able to create stuff and you know even though I'm not putting it out there. Oh, you've um, got like a creative outlet then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was looking for. Do you play an instrument? Do you beatbox yeah, yourself? Yeah, I've, I've been playing drums since I was little. I don't. I, I sort of. Oh wow! From drums to to DJ turntables, and then um, from DJ turntables to just like you know programming stuff with the computer, just messing around. Uh, the music side, I, I have a kind of cool announcement that I haven't made formal uh, formally, which is that a DJ friend of mine, like a world-class DJ producer, um, has just made a, uh, the official MP3 version, because I never have one, I've been waiting for to do it this way, of my most popular song, for the one for a regular verb, Stick Stuck Stuck. So it's a, it's a, it's a real hip-hop producer produced track. So, you know, partly one wow, reason why... Congratulations. One reason why I haven't made stuff on that level is because I'm not selling it uh, or or selling it very uh, very uh, you know without pushing it and 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 not for for uh, for so much but that's one reason the other reason is that it's just we're waiting for the momentum you know enough people to to get into what I do to reach enough people and finally because I am not that type of producer so for me to make a beat like that would be really time consuming and probably end up not being uh, what people want in any way. So yeah, so I've got uh, this guy. Uh, his name is Al, uh, DJ Alejandro. Alejandro is from the states. Um, family's from from uh, from El Salvador. He's he's amazing. He's amazing, so and he's. Cool. Uh, yeah. So oh, so that's you can you can get some reggaeton on then. I love I love <laughs> reggaeton. There's all kind yeah. There's all kinds of stuff that that I've been you know. Um, Thinking of doing once, once, as I said, like once, once there's more momentum. So um, getting closer to that. So yeah, there will be. You know, I, I get contacted all the time about can people buy Stick Stuck Stuck as an MP3, and I, I haven't put it out uh, intentionally because I'm waiting, waiting for something that would be you know much much better than the video version. Right. So well, that's you know keep an eye out. Stick Stuck Stuck. Is that what it's called? Yep. Okay. That's it. And that's going to be out as an MP3. Are you going to put it yep. out on iTunes? It's going to be out on iTunes, and then what will follow is um, like an official like studio level quality video for it. Uh, Alahan will be in it. I'll be in it. Um, that'll come after because if I put it out right away, then everyone will just rip the song off the video, which you know I don't mind as I'm trying to put get 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 more uh, get more of my stuff out there. And but like I said, it's getting to the point where I, I sort of reached that that point. Now I want to you know make better quality stuff that that fans will want. 
Absolutely, and I, I think I think it's definitely one to look out for. And you, you know, you really, you know, you deserve people engaging with your stuff on that level as well. Um, oh, thanks. And it's it's yeah, it's it's a rare, it's really a rare thing. I, I quite enjoy, I quite enjoy listening to your stuff. Actually, I don't listen to it, you know, I don't listen to it for for fun. I guess because. <laughs> You don't get together with your friends, drink drink some beer, and, and rock out college. to stick suck suck nah. <laughs> well, like I tell people, I mean, it is studying. It is studying because that's that's the way I want people to think about it. But that that means you know studying is fun as opposed to you know. So I'm not I'm not competing with Jay Z as much as I'm competing with textbooks. You know. Yeah, and you're yeah, and, and it's and definitely more fun than that. Than that. It's kind of like, well, what would you rather do when you're studying? You know? Yeah. Would you rather try to memorize this list, or would you rather have some lyrics and a song? So. You know that that's that's the idea, and one thing I should say uh, because I, I I haven't answered the, your question completely about why using hip hop. Um, I mean, there, there's all kinds of reasons hip hop is great, but let me just point out uh, for, for for language learning. But the most obvious is um, that it's it's not melody based. You know, it's rhythm based. Uh, English is a stress time language. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, hip hop arguably couldn't have come out of any other language. You know, it came out of English because English is so unusual. Um, as a stress time language. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the rhythm of hip hop is the rhythm of English because rap is conversation style. It's, dis- it's conversational discourse based. You know, it's not, it's not, you know, so when someone sings a song and they're like, you know, you know, everybody should, whatever, you know, we don't, we don't say everybody, we say everybody, you know. So the only time you ever hear everybody instead of everybody is in a rap song. Um, so, you know, that's the natural stress of the word. And you know, even though people who write raps also play with stress, I don't. So I do the, you know, my, when I write them, and this kind of connects, it's important to point out too, because you were talking about how cool it is, Run DMC, Jay-Z playing with stuff. It is, but what I do is different in the sense that as an English language teacher, uh, I'm, I'm writing these songs uh, very conscious of, you know, what are the most high-frequency collocation structures? Mm-hmm. Uh, is the stress exactly how it is in spoken discourse because i'm not teaching people to rap and sing i'm using this as a way for them to to enhance their their skills as as especially uh oral skills you know speaking and listening so if if what they hear is not uh high frequency if what they hear is not the correct stress and intonation that they would hear in conversation then what am i doing yeah oh that's that's so that's 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 something that's different definitely and i think that would be quite interesting with um or it's quite interesting when you listen to french rap because obviously French rap uses colloquial French, which is slightly different mm-hmm. to how you learn it and how it's right. written and how French grammar works. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's sort of, it's interesting almost to figure out the differences, but you need to be quite advanced. So it's like you say, if you're still at a stage where you're definitely learning the language and you're picking up new right, things from really a song, <laughs> you, you might as well, you know, get get it right, I suppose. Yeah. You know what? Or, or if you have someone like Stephen Mayu who has ESLhipHop.com, if you have like a guide, uh, you know, someone who's guiding you through it and you're also learning standard dialect of English yeah. um, somewhere else, then I think it's great. But yeah, if you're, if, you're trying, if you're trying to do it on your own or you're thinking, I'm just going to, I'm going to learn a language first through something that's non-standard, yeah, that's not going to really work. <laughs> like you said, like, the people that benefit most from it are the ones who are already advanced enough. So then it's not really a learning tool for the, for the masses of intermediate learners. And that's, that's where I'm, where I'm aiming, you know, my stuff. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. And who are your, uh, well, first of all, what's your favorite, what's your favorite song that you've done? Are you, are you proud of one of them? Can you give us a few seconds? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, 
I can beat box for it. No, I can't. <laughs> no, nobody's ever asked me that. I mean, I guess there are different ways to answer it. I think for, for a song that I would, you know, listen to, like not get as sick of and kind of, you know, uh, maybe this is one way to answer the question, um, you know, just would be like, would be that's what's up, which is a, to learn phrasal verbs. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but as far as the content, the one I'm most proud of for sure um, and, you know, not, not because it's so great as, as much as it's just so much better than the other ones so far. And I want to write more like it. Uh, it's called Get a Life. It's a story about a boy growing up in a tough, tough neighborhood and, you know, single mother and how he's trying to get out and goes to college. And then his mother gets sick and he comes home. So it's, it's a kind of the saga. I'm going to make a video for it soon. And that it's, it's also, um, I can't remember exactly, something like 87 idioms with get like collocations and idioms with get. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a get song, basically. It's a get. Yeah, it's all get <laughs> phrasal verbs and collocations, but it's the story. Oh, is it uh, like is it like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air? <laughs> not quite. It's a little. Which it's pretty a, much people can wrap that around the world, can't they? Well, do you want me to give you a little sample of it? Yeah, do it. All right. So uh, it starts out like this: I got to know this kid when I got to junior high. I used to get into trouble, get in fights, and get high. But when he got a little older, he got more mature. His mom got him in line so his vision didn't blur. She got on his case to get straight and get a job so they could get by without having to rob. Every night when he got off, he'd get out his notebook and get busy writing rhymes because he was no crook. He got a look at universities and got some applications, got approval from his teachers to get their recommendations. He got grief from his friends. He got insulted and got hurt when they got scared and insecure because they knew he would desert them. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I need to I need to get my technology on this podcast good enough to give you like uh, a little applause. I'll see if I can find one. I think I think in Garage Band you can get this. You know, something, happened. something happened when I did that that I really want to point out because it really is the most exciting thing of anything I think. Which is right after I did that and you said I really need to get some technology. The second <laughs> you said that, the second you said get some technology, it stuck out because I had just said all of those get collocations. Oh, that's, that's so interesting. And, and this is, to me, the most exciting thing. It's the same as, like, okay, if I do a song, I have a song about African capitals and countries. So if I'm doing that song, and then I read, look at the newspaper, you know, and there's my eyes will be drawn right to something about Africa, and then, mm-hmm. you know, I'll connect with it. So that's the top-down knowledge that, you know, that comes through just enough exposure. Oh, it's, it's, the, it's a thing that I, I, I wrote a blog article about it and I sort of I want to get more into it. It's, it's almost like a, you, you also have this in the Malcolm Gladwell book, I think it's Blink, mm-hmm. um, and he writes about priming. Mm, yeah. It's that, isn't it? It's the, you know, you show, you show people a lot of pictures of old people and sort of, and you, 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 you sort of expose them to some vocab about mm-hmm. being tired and about feeling exhausted, then you get them to do a simple task, they're going to be slower at it. Yeah. Whereas if you get people, you know, if you show people some pictures of people having a party and being very yep. happy, the attitude becomes more positive. Right. Um, and it's like what you're saying. So it's actually listening to your songs will prime people or will prime your learners, mm-hmm. will help your learners um, almost learn in this in this way that sort of, is touted out as as natural. Which yeah, you'll, I, you'll I notice, hate that you know, word, like natural for, language learning, because it can. You know, be, like you never notice cars, but when you're shopping around for a car, all of a sudden you're noticing them. You know, like 
Oh my God, wedding dresses, I see them everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so that's it. I mean, it's just on the brain. So when you have like a yeah. song going through your head or you have words going through your head, um, then you're going to notice them more in the newspaper and advertisements in your homework. And that's going to motivate you because it'll be easier and more fun because you'll understand more. And then the other, the other side of that is the production side. So when you're in an interview or you're, taking a, you're writing an essay on the TOEFL, the, the collocation will just pop out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. That's that's so interesting. And it's kind of, it's the core message of, of what you do. And that's why I like it, because it's, it's a way of language learning becoming less of a chore and less of a mm. pain in the behind, if I can use it that expression. It has to be. Look at kids learning language. That's not, it's not the, a pain. I mean, it's just, that's all it is, is, is yeah. curiosity and fun and ease. And, and that's know. why adults always say they're bad at it, because they're not bad at it. They're just, it's just boring. Right. <laughs> Right. Or they have these false assumptions or these, you know, these, these things like we're saying, like, you know, I, I should know this. And then, you know. Yeah, exactly. No, you really shouldn't. You haven't learned it if you haven't repeated it. <laughs> no, why, why would you know it? Why would you right. know it? You know, right. and some people are faster, some people are slower. Right. I yep. shall I shall sort of move on and, and bring this a little yep. bit towards a, a close. Right? Sure. So if you are in an English class anywhere around the world and you're listening to this podcast, and you are really, really bored, then you know where to go. Uh, <laughs> right, what's, what's the Facebook page address, Jason? Yeah, so, so uh, if you just look for Fluency MC on Facebook uh -huh. and join, join the Fluency family, as we call it, that's, that's the page. Um, also, uh, if you just Google, and one of the, be the best way to see the different stuff that, you know, because some people don't like Facebook. There's, so, you know, if you go to just do a Google search for Fluency MC, you'll see my main website. And there's different social media, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, you know, Google Plus and stuff like that. And also, if people don't like social media, but they're interested in, in contacting me, uh, I, I get a lot of email just through the website. So there's a contact button. Uh, so the website's kaloandspark.com. Um, so that's Kalo at, in, in a British Kalo accent. C-O-L-L-O-A-N-D-S-P-A-R-K? Yep. Okay. Uh, again, Googling uh, Fluency MC, um, my website will come up right away. Uh, so that, that might be the easiest way for folks to remember. Awesome. Awesome. And it's, I, I really, I must say, you really stand out to me as somebody who has a, a sort of big audience and who really engages with them and sort of, you know, you, and I, I, I sometimes re respond to your posts just because they're so funny. So what Jason does <laughs> is he posts really stupid pictures on Facebook. <laughs> Or really funny ones or just the kind of pictures that you see on BuzzFeed and all those pages but right. he'll go title it um, yeah. and therefore you know he coax, coax a little bit of uh, language out of people so if you're learning English and you just want to type something and get out there and see what other people come out with it's a really really good page to engage with because it's it only takes you about 10 seconds it's really Thanks. fun yeah yeah it's sort of Twitter like in that sense. I mean, my stuff does get all my Facebook stuff gets tweeted too, so I get I get action on it through Twitter. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's um, I'm glad you like it, Kirsten. And also, uh, I just wanted to say that <clears throat> what I'm doing is is really just the same thing I would do in a regular, you know, regular in an on the ground physical classroom. I mean, you know, if, if to, how do you engage learners and get them to just speak? Well, you know, how about passing around pictures and describing them or, you know, um, so it's, it's, you know, the, the things I'm doing, it, what's, what's to me, the, the only real difference is just the, the access people have and the mm -hmm. way I can reach so many more people and they can reach more people. And that, that's what this is all about. I mean, there's the technology side of things we can do with technology that we can't do in the classroom. But the biggest thing we can do with technology that we can't do in the classroom is the connection. It reminds me a bit of, this sounds so sad, this reminds me of, um, you know the game Parappa the Rapper? No. Oh my God. 
Oh my god! All right, okay. It's a. It was out on PlayStation One back in the uh-huh. you know the Dark Ages, and there is a proper the rapper two, but the first one's <laughs> the best. And it was a PlayStation game, which was basically had a little dog, uh-huh. and it had. He he always wanted to. It, he. He just had these stupid tusks in one of them. He was learning how to drive, and it's a PlayStation okay. game. So basically, they're little raps. Um, and he goes, "You got to do what? You got to believe." Uh-huh. <laughs> and in the different songs, you play, you press the PlayStation buttons um, uh-huh, in see. order to hit the right words that he's got to say. Uh-huh. And it's got it's got a frog at a flea market doing a reggae song, and it's got a chicken in in a kitchen making a cake. But it's just for fun. It's not. For, it's not for any kind of learning. Because I actually no, designed it. No, it's not. It. But it's so sticky and it's so fun and it's a way yeah. I've designed engaging. It's almost just like that. Where you have to you have to touch the words when you hear them as a way to learn. So there's. Yeah. I think uh, that's that's something in the future I want to do with with my songs for sure. That sounds cool. Oh my god! Yeah, you had to you had to sort of press the buttons in the right rhythm. So you got to you got to get your order right, but you also press him in the right rhythm. Yeah, it's like so the, guitar, the words guitar when, here, those yeah. dance games where you have to be on on the rhythm. Yeah, I think that should be an ambition. Do a Parapola Rapper game because it was awesome. <laughs> it was so good. It's a, it's kind of a cult hit. I'll, I'll put the link in the. Could you? Yeah, because it, it sounds show, so much definitely. like something that I already um, been messing that I've been messing around with. Oh my god, it's so fun. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and here I go running way over time. So I shall I shall finish us off now. Okay. So guys, have a search around the internet. Just go on Google. Bing or whatever your favorite search engine is, uh, Yandex if you're Russian, um, and search for Fluency MC. Um, or you can do a search on Facebook as well, and Jason will be there. Um, really just engage and respond to what he's doing. It's brilliant stuff. Oh, thank you, thank so, you so much. Thank you so much again. <laughs> yeah, it's great, it's great to do this and great to, great to talk to you and um, just onward you know (laughs) let's keep let's keep working together networking it's a good message for the new year definitely all right guys so that was the interview with uh jason levine uh the fluency mc such a lovely guy and i love how he's always really really cheery isn't that nice just uh, such a happy guy as well and really pleased with what he's doing and really happy just to be helping everybody out there with their English learning and kind of starting, not a revolution, but starting a new spirit in English language teaching that the collocations and having fun and listening to music, it really can make a difference in your language learning. And that's no matter which language you're learning. Uh, Just the more you use it, the more you have fun with it, the more you take the pressure off because really... Like what we said, this is really important as an adult learner. Don't tell yourself, I've already done this um, and I'm a loser for having to repeat this vocab or whatever, because it really isn't the case. It's normal that repetition is something that will be the absolute core of your language learning. So it doesn't really matter who you are. It doesn't matter how smart you think you're supposed to be or it doesn't matter that you're thinking, oh, I I should really get this first time. What really matters is that you just keep going and you get it eventually. Um, And we, we don't want it to be a drag. Teachers don't want it to be a drag. Students don't want it to be a drag. So somebody like Jason, I think, is really, really great. And I hope you really took a lot from this. And like I said, another thing that I really admire in Jason is the way that his Facebook account, his Twitter, his all of his um, internet presence is full of little prompts that just get you to 
get you talking, get you involved, get you writing things out there. He's really good at kind of getting this out of you. And I want to bring that into my teaching as well. I've got a group class that is starting again next week and I'm already thinking, okay, what can I put out there? Uh, that just really just gets them talking. So every time I talk to Jason, it's got an influence on me and my teaching too. Right, folks, that's it for the second episode of Creative Language Learning Podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. Um, any feedback is always welcome. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Fluent Language. I'm also on the Facebooks, of course, um, which is also Fluent Language. Or you can just come to my website, have a look around um, and enjoy the things that the website has got to offer. That is fluentlanguage.co.uk. Um, as you can tell from my accent, I'm based in Britain. And what's left for me to say is to wish you all a wonderful start into the new year. And let's make 2014 a year that really makes a difference to all of us. Thanks for listening to the Creative Language Learning Podcast, guys. Don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast in iTunes, particularly if you enjoyed it. And don't forget that you can also let me know what you're thinking. You can email Kirsten, that's K-E-R-S-T-I-N, at fluentlanguage.co.uk. Or you can follow me on Twitter, and it's simply Fluent Language on there. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.